Well, at On The Scene, we always love chatting with special guests uh, that are part of our local arts, culture, and entertainment scene and are doing amazing things to make that scene even better. Our first guest comes from Wayfarer, a rock band from Kitchener that formed in 2009. Wayfarer's music is a perfect blend of early 2000s emo, love that, and contemporary punk. They have been a staple of the KW punk rock scene over the years, playing shows locally and touring across the province. In 2019, they released a full-length album, Reckless Spring, to celebrate their 10-year anniversary as a band together. Tonight, we are joined by Kyle Crichet. Welcome to On The Scene, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so happy to have you here. Uh, what do you play in the band? Uh, I play guitar and sing. Nice. And uh, what are your other bandmates? What what other instruments do you have going uh, on in Steve the band? Steve Sloan, he plays lead guitar, does backup vocals. He's the only one from uh, those 2009 days. Okay. Uh, and then Duffer, he plays bass. And uh, when we play live, we use, uh, his name is Mike Raj, uh, another guy I've known for years and years nice. on drums. That's awesome. Uh, so when did you join the band? Well, I kind of started it in 2009. I was okay. doing a bunch of other bands where I was playing drums mainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to kind of do something that was my own. So I did just like a little acoustic EP. And then I did an EP where I just played all the instruments. And cool. the idea was just kind of put together a band with, uh, no real set members, just other people from bands that I knew. Nice. We, you know, we'd book a show, learn the songs, play, and then uh, Steve came on pretty soon after that, and then it kind of more so became my focus 2011, 2012. That's okay. kind of the main thing I was I was doing band wise. Cool. That kind of reminds me of like Dashboard Confessional. I always heard about Love that. Dashboard. That was the thing, right? Like he would have different bands for different albums, different um, like setups and different just yeah, sort of like different sounds around. right exactly yeah. it was exactly. like people who couldn't commit to another band yeah. but i could steal them away for a show for or like two. a year yeah. yeah for sure that's very cool um so you released the first album in 2010 yes tell yeah. me what recording that very first album for wayfarer was like um, it was bad, okay, <laughs> but okay. no judgment here. <laughs> but it was like it was that hurdle. Like a lot of those songs I had written when I was seventeen, eighteen years old. So mm-hmm. it's like embarrassing in the way like your old diary is like yeah. embarrassing when you yeah. find it. But we learned a ton. Uh, you know, for me, I more so consider the start of the band like twenty eleven ish. Okay. When we did a split with another band at the time called the Decay, mm-hmm. and that was kind of when uh, made it smaller again like that was steve and i we brought our friend geoff in on bass and for the recording process i played drums guitar and sang they did the other stuff and that was kind of more so it's like oh okay now we've kind of hit our stride of like this is what i want to be doing totally but the other one was just long dragged out we did it all in my parents basement (laughs) it was a minimal type thing yeah versus what we would go on to do later but that's the great thing about Every recording is a learning experience, right? Yeah. You kind of take away something new every time you record a new song. It's like, oh, that worked out really well, but that, I don't want to do that again or yes, something. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a good test run of what not to do. Yeah. How, <laughs> totally. how not to go into a recording. <laughs> 
Um, and then some of your subsequent albums, I was reading that they are concept albums um, with kind of these bigger themes that run through them. Yes. How did that come about? Was that something you were kind of taking the lead on or some of the other members had input with? Yeah, so Sleep Through to the Light, which was our second full length, mm -hmm. was more so kind of conceptual. I went I went to Poland for four months. Wow. And uh, in my head, my goal was like, I'm going to write a record while I'm there. Which I didn't, which I'm glad I didn't, because if I <laughs> wasted four months sitting in a room yeah. trying to write songs, it would have been such a waste of that time. But I came back, and there was just, it was, I was kind of exposed. I did a semester exchange there, so I did a semester at their university, and I was exposed to a bunch of stuff that I just would have otherwise never come across. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it was inspiring, and I attached to it, and I kind of, it's conceptual it's loose yeah. but there was some some through lines throughout that whole record and cool. sometimes like reckless spring is not really i tried almost tried to do the opposite of mm -hmm. just like i'm just gonna write whatever comes out i'm not going to try and filter it through anything and whatever comes out that's what we're going with and then at the end you kind of look back and you're like okay well i was touching on a bunch of the same things throughout because yeah. I, I usually write in batches, like three or four songs at a time. Then I'll go a couple months with nothing. And then okay. three or four will come out again. So they always find a way to be a little bit linked. Nice. Very cool. Um, I want to talk a little bit about sort of the local punk rock metal scene. You've obviously been a part of it for a while now. Um, how have you seen the local music scene evolve over the years? You know, you're talking about your songwriting evolving, your bandmates and lineup evolving. How have you seen the local KW, especially like kind of that punk, rock, metal, like underground scene? How has that kind of changed over the years from when you were first starting uh, to now? Yeah. Well, I think I got really lucky. I started going to shows around 2003, 2004 when okay. I was like 13, 14 years old. And, like, those days were, like, I would go to the Schwaben Club. It would be, like, three locals, a band from Toronto, and there'd be 400 kids. Yeah. And you go to the <laughs> Victoria Park Pavilion. You know, I've seen shows at the Gig Theater, which is now the Apollo, mm -hmm. where it's, like, all local bands, 500 people. Like, it was it was a really wild time, and I didn't fully appreciate I just took it for granted. It was, like, yeah. this is what music is, and it's always going to be, like, <laughs> and then normal. it was just, like, yeah. yeah, it was just, like, a huge fall off. Also, I was moving around. I was in Guelph for a couple years. I was in Hamilton for a couple years. But it seemed like a fall off. But when I came back to Kitchener, I was like, I don't want to be like... I remember when I was younger, seeing the old people like just kind of filter out. And be like, I don't want to do that. I want to try and participate in this. And like now, like the kids doing No Funeral Records and the yeah. shows and stuff like that kind of helped me get back into things. And like not just be like, well, in my day, this was so yeah. much better. Like... <laughs> try and actually find some stuff that, that's going on but yeah it's all over the place and there's like ups and downs like when google came in that basically eliminated all of our jam spaces there totally. was you know like 50 to 100 bands in there at any time mm -hmm. that was where we could practice rehearse for next to nothing there would be shows in there like we just slowly kept losing stuff like that and the mm -hmm. boathouse and things like small venues i know starlight stuff yeah oh, starlight now starlight like, yeah so that's it's been up and downs but it's like especially in the the kind of punk kind of stuff anyways it's like you know we just need a bedroom or a basement yeah. most of the time and, and it usually does it Totally. Yeah, we actually had um, Basque on the show a few yeah, weeks yeah. ago and they were, yeah, sort of chatting about just like that local music scene and just the 
the collaboration that they love seeing and trying to make happen, right? Like trying to partner up with bands that you've maybe never played a show with before, trying to get sort of a mixed bill so it's not all just like, oh, you, you have to be a punk band if you're going to yeah. play this show, or you have to be a screamo band or something. Just sort of seeing that collaboration happening, right? It's so yeah, yeah. nice. And like what you're saying, you know, older bands collaborating with like fresh bands that don't even have music released yet or something. It's so nice to see that. Yeah, um, yeah. We played with Basque like two weeks ago yeah. at, at the Starlight. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. it was like reviving seeing. I was like, I remember being younger and it's just like, you just turn your amps up to 10 and you just rip. You just <laughs> yeah. play. And it feels good. So you don't you don't care about anything else. It's exactly. just like, that's the most important thing. And it's like, sometimes playing as long as we have, it's like, we get nitpicky and, you know, over exam whatever it's like oh yeah we sometimes we can lose sight of just the funness yeah have, having a great night with great music and just like making sure the audience is just like having an awesome time together right? yeah yeah i have to say when basque was on the show i re-listened to the interview uh we were chatting with jake i think his name was he said oh and we're playing with local legends wayfarer <laughs> i love that's just it. code for guys that are too old to still be doing <laughs> this being it. in a band this unpopular <laughs> at this age so you're local legends um okay i have to ask though as as i said i was doing a little bit of research into the band just the classic google and one of my favorite things that popped up was that you guys have a Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on I it in forever, it. and I, I don't want to look at what even the last post was, but <laughs> I do remember back in the day posting on that. I think yeah. there's even a WordPress if you go okay. far enough back. Okay, yeah. But. I was just like, this is like proof they've been around for a while, but also, I also had a Tumblr when I was like in <laughs> yeah. university, like your little emo confessions that you would write about or whatever and like song lyrics and stuff. But yeah. I love that you guys had like a band Tumblr. I'd say the last update was 2018. So 20, yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's actually later than yeah. I would have even guessed. <laughs> embarrassingly. Oh, I love it. Was that like your main website back in the day? Yeah, most likely. Now yeah. we have like an actual website. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out my friend Scott who just whip something together for nice. us with my very poor instruction of what we needed but all good you level just up. something to centralize everything <laughs> yeah exactly i did also find the regular website just had to give a little uh, a little shout out to yeah. tumblr um so you've been sort of take taking a little bit of you know breaks hiatuses here and there as the band has been going on for a while um but you released uh, a new album 2019. You chatted a little bit about it, Reckless Spring. This was sort of a 10-year anniversary celebration for the band being together. Um, how was it recording this this new album, you know, 10 years later? You said you sort of took a different approach to it. How did it feel releasing this new album in 2019? It, it was fun. Like, I think most of us would say like recording is our favorite part nice. of being in a band like even more so than playing live um recording went great we did it in hamilton in i lived three doors down from some guys who had a studio in the backyard in a kind of detached garage mm -hmm. we did it all there and then we put it out towards the end of 2019 which couldn't have been a worse time with what was coming in yeah. 2020 so <laughs> but it was also a crash course and like oh this is the first record releasing in like the spotify era like yeah. how do we how do we do this now mm -hmm. i don't i don't know any of the like before it was like the someone at punk news would grab a hold of it and post it online and that helped direct eyes but totally. now it was like 
playlists and algorithms and different things. Were, so was, that was totally new to us. We actually hired a company that just like took care of releasing the single. Cause I was nice. like, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. So yeah. somebody else do that. Totally. And then uh, we're actually last weekend I did the drums for 15 new songs. So we're going to okay. do another record. I'm Beautiful. hoping to have it out by the end of this year. Awesome. That might be a little ambitious, but <laughs> it's it's at least started now. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I saw on Instagram a little post of the recording checklist of all the different things I was going to ask if that was another album on the way. Yeah, That's very yeah, cuz we we don't really practice that much, so mm-hmm. basically I write the song I record it on drums, guitar, and vocals. Mm-hmm. Then I send it to everybody else. And then they kind of learn it on their own, write some parts to it. That way, when we do get time to practice, we're not wasting time learning structure and totally. progressions, whatever. We can kind of come together. So that checklist specifically is me getting all kind of what ended up being pre-production demos. And mm-hmm. then now the drums are done, and we I do my guitars in three weeks. Nice. Yeah, and I mean, as you get older, like, you have to use your time more wisely, right? You're not, like, in university or in high school, just be like, ah, whatever, we'll just, like, dick around all weekend, maybe practice for an hour, like, have some drinks or something. Like, you know, I find as well being in a band and getting older, it's like, yeah, we have stuff to do. So, like, we got three (laughs) hours to practice. We got to make the most of that three hours. Exactly. Yeah. So, got to be a little more efficient as time goes on. Um, So, you played a show uh, at uh, Jane Bond a a few weeks ago with Basque and some other local groups. Are you hoping to get back to some shows more regularly with Wayfair? Yeah, I think we're playing at Short Finger this summer. Nice. Oh, love and then, that. So that was kind of our, okay, we've got this gap until summertime. Let's try and knock out the record. And if we can get it out by the end of the year, probably a little bit at the end of the year. Uh, Montreal's al- always been really good to us. Cool. We haven't been in Toronto for a while. So it would be very much picking our destination. There's no, there's no touring anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's just but straight just up when we can. choosing some of those top venues, top yeah, cities. Yeah, exactly. This will be fun. You know, get to spend time with the three guys in the band, which I love doing and don't get to do as much now. So we kind of pick and choose, pick a weekend. And, you know, that's usually uh, eats up enough of our time to to make it happen. That's awesome. Very exciting. Well, we uh, will look forward to the new record for sure and some some uh, local shows and some shows abroad as well. If folks want to follow you guys on social media, where can they find you and find your music? Yep. The best way is to go to wayfarerband.com. Nice. That's got the link to Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff in one easy spot. Cool. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Kyle. It was really great to chat thanks with you. For me. We're really excited uh, to see Wayfair still putting out music and playing shows after all these years. Yeah. You are local legends. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> local old guys, yeah. <laughs> thanks so much.